Good afternoon. This is Dee Dee Banks at the table. I'm happy to be with you today. I thank God for all of you listeners who support me and also listen to me. Today is September the 6th, 2020. We are now in the ninth month of the year and it has been some type of year, hasn't it? All this is going on right now, family. We have to be ready and prepared for the fight that we have in front of us. Uh, It's important that we get out and vote. Um, It's just so important. This is the most important time. As you know, they're saying it every day, how important it is to be prepared to vote. It's going to be the most important, probably the most dangerous uh, voting time of the year ever in history. Uh, The Trump administration is going to do everything that they can to keep people in the Democratic states from getting out and casting their votes. And I'm just praying for each and every one of you that are capable of voting, that have the mind to vote, the strength to vote, and the intelligence to vote um, at this time, at this crucial time family right now. Um, So I just want to say that to you. Be encouraged. Don't have the spirit of my vote doesn't count. Yes, it does. It's important that we change the face of this country. I have never seen so many um, of our white brothers and sisters coming together with us and fighting for the injustice that's been going on in this country. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the march on Washington um, that was last week. I think it was last week. Um, I was very proud and impressed of all the people of all colors coming together. Um, Martin Luther King's only granddaughter, who is 11 years old, how she stood up and talked about her generation is going to be the generation that is going to change this country. And I was hoping it wouldn't be that far down the road for our country to change, but she might be right. Okay, she said she, and I believe it, her drive and her generation, how they're marching and protesting at that age of 11, um, you know, that age 11, 12, up to the teenagers, marching and fighting for our country, the rights you know, fighting against injustice, they may get it done. Amen. And I just, I'm just so proud and so happy to see little princesses who will be queens are representing our country, all colors, but mainly the rise of African-American women. I am so impressed. This is a time for women, the women of all colors, but the black woman, the woman of color, it is our time. We must be empowered, empowered ourselves, so we cannot be burdened down with the um, mediocre things of life that gets us down. Uh, mainly, to me, it's um, what keeps us down is wanting to be loved so badly, and uh, unfortunately, meeting the wrong type of people that don't feel the same way about ourselves. We have to. Um, rise up and recognize and be queens. And all the unconscious queens need to become conscious queens. But we need to rise up. America needs you. 
America needs the queens to rise up and come from the brokenness uh, that they are in and to be whole again. It's very important. But here nor there, um, I am supposed to be talking about um, narcissists, narcissism. I'm trying to continue on these uh, these episodes, um, finish, wrap it up. Um, I've been talking about it for some time now. I was confronted with, that's all I talk about. But uh, that's what's going on because our president is a narcissist. And I'm finding that with my studying and reading about all this, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a um, um, psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a student of life, a woman that has been around for a very long time, meaning a woman that raised herself from a very young age. I didn't have, I left home at a very young age. So I've been exposed to a lot, have had many relationships, have dealt with many people because my life of survival has been dealing with the public. And that's how I made my money was dealing with the public. And when you deal with the public, you get to learn a lot about people. So I can only talk about um, my experiences that I personally had and coming in contact with people that sit down and talk to me and they share with me their experiences. So narcissism has had its foot on our neck since biblical times. And that's why it's important to talk about it and expose it. And I know that it's been around for years and people have been talking about this matter. But me personally, I discovered it um, just about a year, a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago. I talk about that. I can't remember exactly, but it has come to the forefront because of our president. So it's important, um, audience, that I talk about narcissism as a lot of people are talking about it right now. Life coaches are talking about it. Pastors are now talking about it in the churches because there are a lot of narcissists uh, in the church. Um, And so it's just a very hot topic right now. So what I talk about might be just minuscule to most of you, but those of you that aren't, that uh, were not awake or were awakened later on in life like myself, I, and that those of you that know me and love me and care for me or that don't know me but want to get to know me, I just want to share with you my thoughts. And as you get to know me on this platform, you'll see that um, I have things to share and I'm a very open and honest person um, that like to talk about issues that a lot of people don't talk about. But um, in relationships with people, especially when it comes to heart matters, dealing with you in a heart situation. I know we have to, you know, work situations and things other than the heart. I'm talking about heart issues, meaning someone that you trust, that you fall in love with. It's important that you know how to spot a narcissist because a narcissist can destroy your life. You can be so heartbroken and broken that some people do not recover. And in order to be kings and queens, you need to recognize narcissism so that you can cut that thing off immediately. If you're in a relationship uh, with a narcissist, then you have to um, uh, pray about this thing and you have to get away from this because it is a very unhealthy situation. I have found that a lot of marriages have narcissists. Sometimes both husband and wife are narcissists. That's good for them. That works out for them. But when one is an empath and one is a, 
a covert narcissist or overt narcissist. Narcissist, a narcissist human being is um, a very dangerous human being and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's because of parenting. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, how how we have been raised as young um, children and how if you have a narcissist parent, a narcissist father, a narcissist mother, or if both of them are narcissists, how it can destroy how you are raised and how it affects you as you're older. Um, Donald Trump's father was a narcissist. And unfortunately, that's why he's a little bit... Uh, he's challenge, a challenged person at this time, and he's a dangerous person because he's a leader of our country. And unfortunately, we have to deal with this type of thing, uh, dealing with the narcissist as someone leading our country. So um, I wanted to talk about some issues of parenting uh, right quick. I'm going to run through questions by me not being a counselor or a uh, psychiatrist or psychologist. Um, I'm just reading comments of people who have posted questions and people have responded to their questions um, from a a point of uh, either their psychologist, psychiatrist, or counselors, or there's someone who have experienced dealing with a narcissist and that person has been diagnosed professionally as being a narcissist, the people who are speaking of the person that they're talking about. So I want to share those with you so that you'll get an insight of um, what people are saying, questions and answers, because it may help uh, some of you. So my first question is, do narcissists come from unloving families? Now, this was um, the aunt, person that answered this was her name was Bev Ann. And it doesn't really talk about her, what her profession is. It sounds like she is someone who has experienced uh, dealing with with um, unloving families um, that have come from, you know, people have come from families of narcissists. So she, uh, Bev says this, she says, Love has nothing to do with it. Love does not run through these families. Cluster B families are actually bullcrap families that are carried on throughout generations. They are not real. They they are not what real family means, although they very much think that they are. Many, not all of the members of these families believe that they are close-knit and loving, even though that isn't really true. They mistake trauma, bonding for love. There is no real love running through these families because they, some not all members, lack the empathy needed for any real love to be possible. The normal members of the family who are born with empathy know there is something wrong and hopefully eventually go No contact with the disordered members. The disordered members of the family really do believe that they are loyal to to each other and that family is everything. Meanwhile, what is really happening behind the scenes, excuse me, what is really happening behind the scenes is constant competition and mean-spirited backstabbing. There is also underlying tension and suspicion. This is normal to them. This is family to them. 
They will fiercely defend and protect the dysfunction and disorder. These families bounce, boomerang, and carrying through life, both inadvertently and intentionally hurting and devastating others due to their complete lack of empathy and compassion and the cold character voidness that they possess. An unassuming spouse who marries into one of these families will eventually realize that something is very wrong. It can sometimes take years to realize this. A child born into this will either be disordered or they won't because cluster B disorders are generic. If that child is disordered, on goes the cluster B family. Yes, unloving is a good way to describe these families, or better yet, no capacity to love. Their empathy just ain't there. So that's one question um, about... uh, uh, that's under under parenting. So that's question number one. I'm going to go to question number two. All right, here we go. Oh, let's see. Bear with me here. Which one is worse for the development of the child, having a narcissistic mother or a narcissistic father? Uh, Anne Holden uh, responded to this and she is oh she I don't know her profession is not really um, revealed right here but here this is what she says they're both as bad but have a different dynamic with their children a narc mother for example would have a problem with her son's significant other even before meeting her she might try and be long-term sick to prevent him from leaving home to set up his own. Narc mothers towards their daughters literally hate them. They they deprive both son and daughter of personal growth and finding their true self as a child develops through their life stages, energy supply source. Narc fathers hate their sons once again making them feel that they're not good enough and crushing their spirit. They resent their daughter marrying the man that she loves. He will make her significant other feel that he will always be number one in his daughter's life. He might also threaten him without any reason to do so. Both narc parents will use physical violence if they feel that they want to. They will try and shut down friendships between their child with a friend of their choice as they see a bond forming. This is designed to control the child in such a way they fear their child will find out what genuine love really is. Even worse, their child could be welcomed into the friend's family. Then the truth will come out. That is very true. So, you know, if they socialize with other family, other families as a child, they're afraid the narcissist parents are afraid that the truth about them will really, really come out. With either narc parent, their sense of entitlement and lack of boundaries always allows them to behave in extremely offensive ways in some cases. 
They allow their children to be abused by outsiders too, if it suits them. If they are successful in isolating their child, all the child will have is their narcissistic parents as they go from adolescence into adulthood. Narcs don't mellow with age. They become bitter. They never found the satisfaction and happiness that they saw in others around them that they knew that they have known during their lifetime. Wow, that's question number two. So let's go to question number three. I'm going to do four today. All right, here we go. Can a narcissist be a good parent? That's a very good question. Tom Edwal, he said this. No, not a good parent or child or friend. And all of the same reason, which is all their thinking is self-referential. Their conception of others is in terms of what that person can do to benefit them. It's always all about themselves and their relationships with their children are no different. They're always thinking in terms of how they can use their children to benefit themselves. It shouldn't be difficult to see how this is, how this is harmful to a child who needs their parents to meet their needs, not the other way around. Oh my goodness. All right, and then I'm going to go to question number four. How does a narcissist manipulate their children to benefit the narcissist? How does a narcissist manipulate their children to become, manipulate their children to benefit the narcissist? Dorothy uh, Scortino, she is a narcissistic abuse victim. And she is now a happy survivor. And this is what she says. Rest assured that the narcissist will do this in a lot of creative ways. Let me explain. Number one. First of all, abusers know that fear must be predominant, a predominant factor. So the narcissist knows that he or she must cultivate fear in the children. Number two, using the children as flying monkeys. Keep in mind that the narcissist fears accountability. He or she will do anything so that the narcissist will never face justice. So instead of the narcissist saying, I hate you, he will encourage the kids to start hating perhaps the other parent, telling the kids fake stories about how the other parent deserves to be hated. Number three, using the children to spy on the other parent. They must report exactly what happened in the most minute detail when with the other parent. And the children will say, I hated every minute of it because like that and because they fear the narcissist, they know that they will remain in good books of this abuser. Number four, Exerting loads of pressure on the kids to study harder and harder. I read recently that narcissists try to live their unrealized dreams through their children. 
And the children will tell you that they succeeded in life because of the efforts of the narcissist and not because of their own hard work. Oh, that is a nail in the coffin right there. Number five, the children will get rewarded when they are nasty to the other parent. Loads of presents and loads of fake love words. Six, twisting the truth so that the children will hate the other parent or whoever the narcissist hates. Seven, narcissists even expect their own kids to pay the holidays and the expenses of the narcissist. Number eight, devaluing their own children and raging at them too. Nine, criticizing and criticizing their own children. Ten, divide and conquer strategies. Eleven, the scapegoat child will live hell until he or she becomes an adult. And the narcissist will encourage the siblings to hit and hurt this child. Hopefully these kids will become adults and realize how they have been used and abused by an evil character. If they don't and remain connected to this evil being, they are doomed to live a life of slavery. So that's four questions. Um that I wanted to share with you today about um, coming from a narcissistic um, family, parents being raised by uh, a narcissist. And what I have been studying and reading about uh, being raised by um, narcissistic parents is um, for the men, it's... um, some of the mothers, especially single mothers, they spoil their men, their sons, um, to the point where the sons, um, it's a way for them to control their sons and to make their sons reliant upon them. And a lot of mothers, when they're single, they kind of like use their, um, sons as, almost like their own men, their own boyfriends. Um, You know, uh, they make the son a slave to them. And boys love their mothers. And unfortunately, a mother that is a narcissist will never like that other woman, uh, any woman that he's with. And she'll always try to compete against that other woman. Um, So it makes it hard on the son. And boys that have a narcissistic mother... Some of them, they end up being terrible mates because they really think that because of the mother, the way the mother spoiled them and treated them, that a woman is supposed to treat them the same way. So it's a horrible, it can be a horrible and tough situation being in a relationship from a person, male or female, that has been raised from a narcissistic uh, parent. The mother, mother narcs are very jealous and competitive to their daughters. And um, I know that for a fact. They're very... Uh, competitive, they're, um, they try to live their life through their daughters and um, they compete. That's why a lot of mothers, the generation, certain generations, especially Generation Z, they're instead of being a parent, a mother, they're competing as if they're a girlfriend and not a parent. And that due to jealousy, 
I don't know what it is about that jealous spirit that jumps on a woman, but it is a horrible spirit um, of being a jealous person and a narcissistic person at the same time because jealousy um, causes you to do things that uh, that are very dangerous, dangerous things that you will do if you have a very, very jealous spirit, a competitive spirit. You will destroy anyone. Your only, ch- your children, your mother, your fa- anything uh, that comes in your path. If you have a very jealous spirit, and if you're a narcissist, a covert, sneaky narcissist, covert narcissists are the sneaky ones, the ones that you gotta really, really study and figure them out. The overt ones, you'll you'll know right away. But them them uh, covert narcissists. Oh my God, you, God, you need to have a relationship with Christ because them jokers there, men and women, they pretend to care and love you, but they hate you. I'm telling you, they hate your ass. And I cussed. They hate you, but they smile in your face and get to know you, get familiar with you, and they will hurt you and devastate you. So beware, family. Be on alert. Stay in prayer. We're living in perilous, dangerous times. We're seeing so much hatred going on right now. And God is love. And there's a lot of people that don't know God, Christ, Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, that's why we're seeing all the murders of the black man. Abuse of the black woman. Black and brown people are being discriminated against and abused. And I say, rise up, rise up, queens and kings. We are going to overcome all of this. We have to overcome. We will overcome. But we can't do it without Christ in our lives. Amen. Some of you don't believe it, but it is real. And we see it every day. California is having fires. California is burning up. We have tornadoes going on. We have the coronavirus going on. People are dying daily. Millions of people are dying all over the world. And we have to have a relationship with Christ. We know that we are all going to perish one day. That is inevitable. But where we go from here, how you live your life now will determine where you go when you leave here. So I say spread love, share love, be love. I'm about love. And so I hope that you are too. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my audience, God. I thank you for all that you have given me to share with them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to bind that devil who is out to kill, steal, and destroy. The narcissist personality is a personality that is unlike you, Father God. And we ask that you heal and deliver them right now in the name of Jesus. Parents that are raising children, oh my God, who are narcissists, Father God, I ask that you deliver them from this evil mental disorder right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you Heal the hearts of all the young people, the children that are being raised by narcissists, Father God. That you'll heal their hearts 
and allow them to recognize what they're dealing with, Lord, and to teach them to have a relationship with you, Lord, at a young age right now in the name of Jesus so that they can have a fulfilling, loving life with friends, with family, and with husbands and their wives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you heal all the hearts of the people who have lost family members and friends to the coronavirus, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We're asking that you heal this land, Father, in the name of Jesus. We know that you're trying to teach us something, Father God. We know that all this is because you want us to get something out of this, Father God, and we ask that you show us the way, what it is that you want us to know during this time of trouble in 2020. What is it, God, that you want us to know? What is it that you want us to do? Where is it that you want us to go, Father God? We know that you want us to turn to you because you said every knee shall bow bow, and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. We know that is the first step, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I'm praying, Lord, that the nation, the world will recognize you in a mighty way, Father God, so that this land will be healed. We love you, Lord, and we're going to keep on praising you. We ask that you strengthen us, Father God. Keep us going and protect us, Father, in the name of Jesus. We love you, and we're going to keep on praising you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, family, that's it for this episode right here, which is episode number 11. I'm going to do one more on parenting, and then after we talk about coming from parents of a narcissist, We're going to talk about how to dump a narcissist, what we need to do to get rid of them, get them out of our lives. Amen. So peace out until the next time.